So here we are. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Justin Kane. <laughs> yeah, right. Bro. My name is Abe. Abe oh, Swade. Yeah. Man with the plan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, today we're here to talk about co- podcasts. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're both people who have our own podcast, right? right. First episode of mine, you've shot three of yours. Mm-hmm. We met twice before this and yeah. we clicked like that. Like clockwork, for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> we sat in this room, this room before it was filled with stuff, and mm-hmm. sat on the ground, talked for hours, sat anywhere and just talked for hours. We yeah. we vibed pretty well together. And that's why I have for you sure. here. Right. That's why yeah, you're, you're happy to be show. here, man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but um yeah. yeah, I guess to get into it, mm-hmm. let's start with how did you decide that you wanted to have a podcast and what inspired you? Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so for why, for a while, I wanted to do a podcast. Right. I just didn't have the context, right? Right. Um, I think it started a, like when I was a kid, to be honest. And not even to sound like deep or, you mm. know, cliche, but yeah. like I feel like this ideology of having a platform to share, you know, my thoughts or to help people understand whatever, right? To bring something to people yeah. was always in my mind. And so I thought one day, you know, I'd have that platform. Not sure when or how I would have it or when I would, like, you know, I just wasn't sure, but oddly enough, you know, you get a little older and it becomes a little bit more practical yeah. to obtain, right? It becomes easy to make happen. Yeah. So I would say my whole life, but more recently, I want to say the last three or four years, it's been like actively mm. in the works. Like yeah. I've been working toward it. It's been a real goal of mine to start. Yeah. Um, and I mean, ultimately what inspired me to do it was my faith, right? My faith in God and my relationships with everybody in my life, mm. right? I wanted to share myself, which would include my faith and my my livelihood, right? My art right my photography and i wanted to share the platform with other people alike right um, and even different right like yeah. i wanted to just kind of open up the the playing field so to bring in perspectives exactly yeah. um, but not limited to the to the sharing of passions right. but just opening it up to different perspectives maybe right yeah I'm a, I'm a i'm a photographer right and i could sit across from an architect i could sit across from a businessman i could sit across from a painter, right? Yeah. And, you know, we talk about or we share our ideas and our thoughts, um, our opinions even, right? right. Um, faith. Yeah. We share just our opposing oppositions, things like that, right? Just right. a healthy, safe space to allow those things to blossom and to help others, to yeah. educate others, okay, to yeah. bring insight, right? No, so, I can dig that. Yeah. I uh, definitely agree to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, to kind of add on to being able to sit across from somebody with so many different talents or so many different fields of work, uh, that just made me think like, yeah, I, I make it a point in my life to take interest in all of my friends' hobbies. Yeah. Not just a small interest, like I'm invested. Right. Right. I have a friend, he's a wrestler, WWE, like WWE style wrestler, right? Yeah. Indies wrestler. Uh, I used to hate it mm-hmm. after like I grew out of that phase when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I heard he was into it and he wanted to start doing it. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? start watching again you know just so when you do start going to his shows and you do start seeing that he likes it a lot yeah you can go and give meaningful input and not just blind support 
where it's like, oh, yeah, you did great, dude. You did yeah. amazing. You know, even though they could have messed up or they, they don't feel too confident about their work or they know they messed up somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. We can talk about it and dissect that situation. Right. Right. So instead of him just saying, how do you do? And I go, oh, you did great. You know, he can say, well, did you see this? I think I messed up here. And I'll be like, mm. you know what? Yeah. No, yeah. I did see that, but you recovered pretty well from it. And even though you may think it happened in a long period of time, it was really like a split second. Right. You know, so mm-hmm. like we can really dive into it yeah, rather than absolutely. just get that surface level, you know, yeah, you did great. Good job. Here's a gold star. Absolutely. So going back, I guess, to my inspiration, what drove me to do this is very similar to you is I kind of knew as a kid, I always wanted to help people. Mm-hmm. Didn't know how. Right. Right. I just knew that, yeah, I'd, I want to do something to help people. And then there was a lot of different things that I set up for myself as a kid, mm-hmm. unknowingly doing so. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of morals and a lot of ethics that I wanted to, you know, uphold as an adult. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to, let's call it high school. Right. Yeah. I'm complete, total opposite of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Hard headed, super strict, never not the best to get along with. And, you know, I had good friends, but I don't know why I had good friends. Right. Right. You know, so yeah. that that part of my life was a bit of a struggle just because of all the emotions and, you know, hormones when you're going through through puberty and stuff, you're just not in control of it. But looking back on it now, you know, the younger version of myself is definitely a little more foolish oh, yeah. in those in those years. Oh, yeah. But, you know, you need those things to grow. Mm-hmm. So coming back to now, uh, very recently, I'd say probably in the last few years, uh, I could definitely say that I found out or I discovered that I had a knack for talking. Oh, yeah. Conversations. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I'm a very curious person and I always like to kind of dive dive really deep into whatever it is that I'm talking about with somebody. Right. I don't like the hi, how are you's, you know, I don't like the, you know, yeah, you know, today the weather's really nice or this or that. Yeah. It was mostly like my friend said they were having a bad day. I was going to sit down and try to problem solve because that was just my instinct. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So then I got into it and I'd find myself having a lot of car talks with friends after long days at in class and undergrad or just driving around or doing whatever and and we would sit and have really good conversations and then I would have a lot of friends approach me and just say like you know you would really help me like look at this in a different way or open my eyes to this or or really help me learn from this situation or whatever the case I would they were going through at the time Mm -hmm. and uh you know I kept on getting that reaction from people and then I started to realize like I'm good at talking I'm good at helping Mm -hmm. in that way you know, I'm good at opening up, I guess, or unraveling emotions and, and compressed problems that people have kind right. of put away. So this is kind of why I wanted to do this. And, you know, by no means am I like a therapist or anything. Right, yeah. I just like to kind of unbiasedly look at people's situations and, you know, just give them the input that they asked for. Right. Not just tell them what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a lot of my inspiration behind this and then going into it as well. I think we talked about this a couple of times where I idealized my two older brothers so much as a kid that it made me want to be a role model. Oh yeah. You know, I never, that's huge right there, bro. And it, and it never got, you know, I never got that, that younger brother or sister, Mm -hmm. you know, so 
going into it, I always just wanted to prove that I could do that really well and that I could be that person for somebody. Yeah. And this is kind of a window that I've created for myself to reach out to people that might be afraid to ask for help, mm-hmm. you know, cause you can scroll across a video on TikTok or Instagram or YouTube or whatever, and, and mm-hmm. just stumble upon a nugget. Right. And may- maybe this is that nugget of gold for somebody. Right. So, you know, if, if it takes off, then great. If not, then, oh, well, you know, I tried, but it's something that I'm going to continue to do for a while. I think that what you kind of just opened up was, was important, right? I think, yeah. What it sounds like at the very root of what it is that you are operating from is your heart for people. Yeah. Your heart for the, I don't want to say less fortunate in the sense of like poor or rich, but less fortunate in the, in the sense of people who feel like they don't have an out. They don't feel like they have resources. They don't feel like they have people. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, and that's deep. Yeah. That's deep because there are people out here, especially on social media, you can go across and look at everybody's pictures. You can look at everybody's stories. Yeah. And you'll see somebody who's happy. You'll see somebody who is flaunting, you know, who is boastful even. Right. But behind that facade, that mask, there's real issues. There's real struggle. Oh, yeah. There's real pride. Right. And they don't open up about it. They don't have an outlet to. Some people use that outlet as oh, social media, but we only get half of the story, mm-hmm. right? Because you have to meet the person. You have to get to the root of it yeah. physically. And yeah. I think that's the only practical way to do it. Now, when it comes to being that role model, um, I want to ask you a question after I pose yeah. the statement, but being a role model in a lot of instances, and I know for me as well, I've never strived to be one, but I can resonate with what you said about just not having that little brother, little sister, but having that older brother that yeah. influenced you to want to become that role model. I kind of have the same story, right? Where yeah. I have two older brothers and one of them, which he's my middle brother. He's the middle brother. He, uh, I grew up with him my entire life. I, mm-hmm. He's one of my best friends now. And how he took care of me as a kid, I mean, he gave me game all the time, right? He, he taught me how to tie my shoes. He yeah. taught me how to walk. Yeah. He taught me how to talk a little bit. He, he taught me things, right? And his influence will always be in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, as I've become an adult, I now know what good influences are and what bad influences are. But he's always had a pivotal part of my life. Yeah. So from that, that has influenced me in some ways in my life to want to be that bigger brother um, to some of some people that I might know. Right. Or even as a father, being that um, that that role model or that leader um, to my kids. Right, that influenced me to want to go that route as well because yeah. I want to be a great dad. Right? right, I want to be a great husband. Yeah. You know, I want to be a great friend. So, yeah. I think in order to be those things, you have to first learn how to get to the heart and the root of people and have a heart for people first. You have to love people first yeah. to be what you have to be and what you need to be in whatever space you're put in. Mm-hmm. Right now, my question to you, in regards to that, would be: Do you feel like? your desire to be a role model, right, can become blurred in your life as it pertains to you needing that role model? Mm. Like, do you think that you want to be a role model so bad that, or not even so bad, but just that you desire it so badly that you forget that you sometimes need somebody too, that you need that help too, that you need to be led to? Do you think that that kind of 
gets in between or kind of, you know, blurs the lines so. a little bit? I think so. Definitely, yes. Um, <clears throat> the reason why I would say so is because as I've grown, especially in these last two years, uh, career-wise, uh, mentally, emotionally, mm-hmm. spiritually, um, I've come to see myself kind of be like <clears throat> the, not, I won't say the leader of my family, mm. but my family does come to me quite a bit for any type of help, right? Mm-hmm. There was a good time in my life where at my last job, I would be working anywhere between a regular nine to five day to 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. or 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. or, yeah. or whatever the case may be. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I'd step in the door and right. first couple of words that I heard from my father would be, oh, like, welcome home. And then the next couple of words are, can you take a look at this? Can you do this for me? Can mm-hmm. you do that for me? Can you figure this out? Call this person, text yeah. your brother, do this, do that. Right. And there was a certain point in time where I was like, I, I'm more comfortable at this job that I hate than I am at home. Right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Because there was no, all right, Abe, you can kind of switch out of the steering. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can kind of switch out of the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. You know, let me take over. I'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. It was always just go, 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 go. Let your foot sleep on the gas. Yeah. You know, there was never like a point in time where it was like, okay, my support system has kind of flipped the script on me. And now I'm the support system. Yeah. Right. So I guess, yeah, there could definitely be a, a connection there of where I need somebody to kind of take lead every now and then. But yeah, I, I would. I, yeah, I would definitely say that that's that's part of it for mm-hmm. sure. But a bigger part, I would say, is there was a good point in my life, or I guess not a good point, a lot of different moments in my life where, yeah. sure, my brothers were role models to me quite a bit. Absolutely. But you know, everyone's experiences throughout life are going to be radically different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> there was just times where I was trying to figure some stuff out. And I had to figure it out the hard way. And there was a lot of opportunities or a lot of moments in those, in those uh, instances where I was always just thinking, you know, why can't somebody just kind of nudge me in the right direction? Right. You know, instead of just saying, yep, you know, you're going down that rocky road, man. But, uh, you know, good luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's really all, all it felt like. But, you know, and, and those experiences were very important to me yeah you know a lot of the time thinking back on them now i believe i was able to dissect those situations quite a bit Mm -hmm. and a lot more than i would say any other normal person would yeah just because i'm very able to cope with things yeah you know I, i i know how to dissect my emotions and and really feel what's going on and and understand what's what the situation is while putting my emotions aside right i have to look in on those emotional experiences very logically right right so going into those things it's like okay i pulled a a ton of knowledge yeah from all these these tragic or hard or, or whatever experiences you know i had been going through and it's part of the reason why I'm doing this right now is to kind of shed some light on it mm-hmm. and to show people that, hey, you know, yeah, your your experiences are very unique, but they are familiar to at least one person. 
Oh, yeah. Right. And that one person can kind of shed some light on it and help you figure it out. Mm -hmm. Thus, the, yeah. the name of the show. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, so that's that's where I really go with it is because, you know, we're all really just kids trying to figure it out, whether you're 23, 23, yeah. 23 years old or 25 years old or, um, you know, somebody who's in their 50s or 60s. Right. You know, we always go to these. Well, we don't always go to these older people, but a lot of the time you can go to some older person and well, what's it like to be, you know, 68? Yeah. You know, they don't really know. Yeah. You know, they just do it. Mm -hmm. Right. Just like we They're just 68. Yeah. Just like you're 23 mm -hmm. and I'm 25. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I can tell you all about being 18 and, you know, being the son of two, two, two parents that immigrated here from the Middle East. Right. And and how how hard it was to kind of adapt to that yeah. culture or learn both cultures at the same time. Yeah. And, you know, speak fluent English. Mm -hmm. Well, I was born here, so it was pretty easy for me to do that. But, you know, speak fluent Eng English and still understand Arabic and do all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. I can I can relate to those things, but I can't relate to what well, I think you told me you had what six siblings. Yeah, I'm the youngest of six. The youngest yeah. of six. So mm -hmm. like I can't relate to that. I can't I can't throw you know, any type of experience towards you and say like, yeah, this is what it was like for me to be the youngest of six. Like, I can't yeah. say that at all. Right. Right. But I can tell you like, yeah, as the youngest, you know, you might be able to relate to this is that everybody always thinks we're babied. Yeah. You know, 100%. but there's a lot of the time where it's like, we have the weight of the world on our shoulders and we, we just can't say it. Yeah, you bro. Know? Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I, I could definitely say it's probably like, I don't want to put numbers to it, but I could definitely say there is some some part of that that want and need to be a role model is mm -hmm. the want or need to have one. Mm -hmm. But most of it is I did this, right? You're going through something similar. Yeah. Let me just kind of be that person I wish I had to nudge me along. Yeah. You know. Let me fill in the space. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, that's good, man. I think that. It just shows intention. I mean, because there are a lot of people out here who don't want to help, yeah. who want to mind their business, yeah. right? Who don't want to have any hand in anything that doesn't help or benefit them. Yeah. And a lot of people can have these ideas or um, these nudges to want to help somebody yeah. because they've experienced that, yeah. but only for it to benefit them. Yeah. You know, it's like those people who record themselves giving money to the homeless. Right. 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 It's like, you know, just do it. Yeah. You don't have to show it. And I get it. You know, you can promote it, whatever. But at the very root of that, you want it to be seen. Yeah. Sometimes it's so far from from just wanting people to be aware of it because we know there are homeless people outside. We know that there are people in need, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I notice in you, like, you know, there are those people who you know, like, man, this guy or this girl, like they really, really want to help. Mm. They really, really want to understand, right? And then there are the, on the flip end, uh, they just want to hear themselves. Uh, they just want to be seen. Right. Right. They just want to be in a mix. Okay. Like it doesn't matter about who's looking or who's listening. All yeah. that matters is at the end of the day, um, if you are operating and moving in a way that it's not about you, mm. it's not about you. At yeah. the end of the day, it's something that is so much bigger. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, it's loving this person. It's putting this person in front of you, right? And the only way you can assess and understand that 
this person needs help right mm -hmm. now and I want to help this person. Yeah. And I want to be able to facilitate some sort of knowledge or wisdom in this situation. Yeah. The only way you'll be able to discern that is if you have a genuine heart from the start about it. Yeah. It's not about anybody else. Right. Right. Uh, so from a, you know, from a, just being a youngest standpoint and being a, having sibling standpoint, the whole weight of the world scenario that you just place on in the conversation, yeah, bro, that's huge, bro. Because man, it's like as the youngest or even the oldest, I think those are the two parallels. Middle child is never expected of anything, <laughs> right? Like that's, that's like, that's the, you know, the middle child could do whatever they want to do. Like dad yeah. walks in the house. Oh, I didn't know you were here all day. Like, right. no, nope. The parents aren't worried about the middle child. You know, it's all the youngest or the, or the oldest. Yeah. The oldest is the first, the youngest is the last. Or the last. One of them are the black sheep. Ex exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I can say easily, man, like, it, it was, it got to a point for me, and I know like, you know, me being the youngest, I mean, and not only that, I think what gets to me too is that I wasn't really like planned, right? So my mom, she was 35 when she had me, yeah. right? And it was one of those situations where, and I have a twin sister, so she had two of us oh, <laughs> at the wow. same time, yeah. Wow. So it was one of those situations where, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant. Yeah. And, and it's twins. <laughs> and it's twins, right? My mom and my yeah. dad make this joke, I, I think they were serious, but it's always it's a running joke. My mom, when she had us, she goes, you're raising these. You're raising these two. I'm not raising them. I already raised these, these five. Right? And my dad, you know, he tried like, <laughs> to, to, to be, you know, the stay-at-home dad. For, right. I, I, you know, but I didn't understand my father until I got a little bit older. Um, because, man, it's, so, it's, so, it's, it's deep when you can observe your family yeah. when they don't observe themselves. Yeah. You see so much happening that's not being spoke, spoke yeah. on. And... I noticed so many different things in my family that affected the trajectory of a lot of us. Yeah. Right? Me more or less, but I can just I can level with them now, like what I've seen and how I perceive this and how I perceive that. Mm -hmm. And while my father might have done this, or why my mother's like that, or why my sister is like this, or my brother acts like that. Yeah. I can understand these things and perceive them the way that I can yeah. without them affecting me. Yeah. Right, I don't have any like trauma from that, but it's just interesting because you notice that when you're in your own bubble and you see how everybody is operating in your family, mm -hmm. and especially being the youngest, it gets to a point where that burden or that weight on your back of the family, it's not really yours to carry. Yeah, It's not yours to carry at all, but it feels like it is because you're the only one aware of yeah. everything. Yep. You see everything, feel everything, at some point, understand everything, and nobody else is taking that initiative. And so naturally, you feel like, I guess I have to. Yeah. Right? And yeah. nobody's asking you to. Oh, yeah. And or, or they might be acting in a way where they're pulling you in, and it might seem as if they're indirectly saying, yeah, he got it. He can do it. But they're not verbally saying, yeah, you got it. You can do it. Yeah. But you as the youngest, you know, as the youngest, you always have that imposter syndrome. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right? And, and so... It's it's very layered because when you grow up, now it gets a little bit more real. Yeah. Everybody's a little bit older. Yeah. You can voice your opinion a little bit differently. And now that can really affect your relationships. Mm -hmm. It could affect your life. Yeah. With your family. Yeah, I know. There's uh <clears throat> a lot to unpack in that. There's oh, yeah. a ton to unpack in that. For sure. Uh I guess first thing that comes to mind is like when you're saying, like, yeah, you observe your family. Mm -hmm. 
after a certain point, you kind of level up that skill to the point where you can observe your family as people and not mom and dad. Right. Or big brother, or big sister. Right. You know, and once you look at that and you see them in that light rather than this is my all-knowing mother and father. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. this They're is human. the person that's going to protect me mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. This is that person mm-hmm. that's going to, you know, be there. They're going to know everything that right. I ever, that I'm ever going to struggle with. They got it. They know, right. it. you know, I don't have to worry mm-hmm. to the point where, you know, you, you get, well, sorry, you get to a point where you cannot look at them and understand like, oh, they don't know what the deal is right now. Like they, yeah. they've never, they've never experienced this. We're experiencing it for the first time together. Mm-hmm. And then if you look back on your life and you, you can start to pinpoint other times where you started to experience something for the first time mm. while your parent was also experiencing that thing for the first time. Mm. And you know, the way it played out or whatever, it just, you, you might think like, Oh yeah, dad took care of it or mom took care of it. But, you know, you don't understand what they really did to take yeah. care of it, right? right? So, yeah, there's there's a ton in that because you can, like you were saying, is just kind of sneak around as as you please, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like the middle child, mm-hmm. right? And 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 view the entire house from the bird's eye view, mm-hmm. right? Or you can be the center of attention almost at will, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's just all dependent on what's going on in your life and, and all, all those other things. But one thing I did want to ask about the uh, burden, carrying yeah. the burdens, yeah. is that I know I've had to experience this at least once or twice in my life. Right. Because you're saying, yeah, you know, no one ever says you have to fix this. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had the experience where your mom and dad approached you and said, we need you to fix this regarding your family? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um I would say that in my family, I've always been from the way that I see it, the golden child. Yeah. Or I would at least be treated that way. It would seem that way. Yeah, like you're on a pedestal or Yeah, yeah. because you know, not only was I the youngest, but seemingly I was the one with the most potential. Mm. And you know, I played football my entire life. Yeah. Right? I was really good. Yeah. Okay. That was my life. You know, everybody came to my football games, you know, Little League. I had real talent. So my uncle saw it right away. He was my first coach up until yeah. high school. Yeah. And when I got to high school, same thing. Doing my thing, whatever. Got some offers, camps, whatever. Did the whole thing. Everybody's on the train. Right? Everybody thought and everybody wanted me to go this way. Okay? And in the midst of me navigating through the things that I was dealt with I'm sorry, not dealt with, navigating through the things that I was handed in life, yeah. which would be football and, you know, the school, you know, girls, things yeah. like that, right? Yeah. The attention. Man, I got an ego. Yeah. Right? I got an ego. I got, <laughs> bro, like it was, you know, I was just being fed over and over and over yeah. again. And innately, though, I wasn't even like that. I didn't feel like I'm the man. I'm not walking around feeling like I'm this guy. Oh, yeah. And like I know it all. Yeah. But, and this is one of the things that I think. God really placed in me mm-hmm. is the ability to understand and communicate. Yeah. Right. I think he gave me those two two tools to use very effectively. Mm-hmm. I've always been able to 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 handle conversation, have it, understand, comprehend. Yeah. Right. 
at a very young age, I could understand a lot of things. Like I was just the, the, the eyeball. I was like in my own corner. I was a mm -hmm. lone wolf, but I was very popular in the same breath. Yeah. And it was weird because from the outside, you see me. And when you actually get to meet me, I'm completely different than what you would have perceived from the outside. Yeah. But when I got to high school, I was forced to act a certain way. Right. I was myself, but I definitely had a persona. I definitely mm. had like an alter ego. Oh, yeah. And, and that was the ego thing. Yeah. Right. That was the ego thing. And so in my family, they saw how I presented myself. Mind you, I had never truly really allowed my family to see me. Express yourself. Right. Yeah. Because they didn't understand that. Yeah. They they couldn't they they couldn't level with that. They only saw me as the youngest, yeah. baby bro, yep. my baby boy, yeah. right? Justin. Okay. I didn't have a real conversation with my father until I was like 14. I feel You that. know what I mean? Yeah. So and, and that was because I didn't know how to talk to my dad. And not because he was a bad dad. He's not. He's a great he's a great father. Yeah. But it's because me as a person, I had to grow and develop and understand why he raised me the way he did to then approach him to have that common ground, that basis, yeah. and understand his mind. Yeah. So when it comes to those issues, I'm sorry I'm going on a tangent no, a little bit. Good, just bro, to bro. understand the yeah, psyche you're good, of it, right? You're good. Um once my family started to allow me a voice, to have a voice, they then began to understand like, wow, like Justin is pretty, Justin's kind of, he's pretty smart. Like, like Justin yeah. knows what he's, like, son, I didn't know that you thought this way. Son, I didn't know, Justin, I didn't know that you, yeah, like, well, you don't sit and talk to me. You don't call me. You don't really try to understand what I'm going through. Yeah. I say a curse word. Oh my God, Justin, you curse? <laughs> I'm 16. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, of course. So yeah. there's just things that they weren't used to at first. Yeah. And now that I'm an adult, it's different because I've I've lived I'm living life, right? Yeah. I have my own life. I'm in a relationship. I yeah. live by myself, right? I live away from my family. Um, not by myself, I live away from my family. Yeah. I've I've lived in a different state. I've done all of these things. I travel and I've experienced life outside of the four walls of my family. Yeah. So now I know who I am. I know who I am. <laughs> it's up to you to really understand who I am. Adapt to it. Right. Yeah. Adapt to it. So yeah. when they call me, they call, I mean I can I can't really I don't know if I can pinpoint a, a a specific scenario, but I will say that I've gotten calls from my mom. Mm. I've gotten calls from my dad. Hey, son, listen, um, this is happening. This is happening. I need you to do this. Yeah. I need you to call. I need you to talk to them. And, oh, yeah. And even my grandfather, right? My grandfather, me and my grandfather have a great relationship. Um, and he calls me. He He used to call me every day. We haven't spoken that much lately, every every couple of days now, but mm. we would just talk. And it's like my grandfather would come to me and he would come to me for my opinion on a lot of my brothers and sisters. <laughs> and just like I'm the person that they come to because they 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 think my opinion is valid. Yeah. And I've never for once questioned why. But in my eyes, I will always have this this shock of like. Why me? Like, why are y'all calling? Like, I, I can't I do, do anything. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not all knowing, all seeing. I don't know. Right. Right. I know just as much as you do. Yeah. I can value, I mean, I can, I can offer some value in this situation, but more or less, I can't fix everything. Yeah. And it becomes very hard to carry when you're put in a position of, I need you. Because as the youngest, you, bro, you feel obligated. Mm. To help everybody. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't help those who need, but what I'm saying is you have to know when it's your place to step in and when it's not. Yeah. Bro, I've been approached 
for money. Yeah. For like, I'm the youngest. Like, yeah. so imagine what that does to your psyche, bro. It's like, <laughs> bro, I'm the youngest. You don't know what's going on in my life. You're calling me, asking me for this. Bro, you're literally you know what I mean? narrating my life right now. <laughs> Dude, it's it's like, and, and you try not to have like pride about it because it's almost like it gets to a point where you can get, I, I always say this, your families are the first ones to gaslight you, right? Yeah. Because, you know, years and years, you grow up, you grow up, you grow up, you don't come around a lot because you're living life, man. You got your own life. You got, your, you got a girl, you got a family maybe. I don't know. You got your own good job. You're traveling, whatever. You're doing yeah. your own life, your own things, whatever. So you don't have, so, so do I have a son? Like, does he exist? <laughs> like, you call your mom, hey, I didn't know I had a son still. <laughs> like, call your dad. Hello, is this, is this my son? Is this, right? Yeah. And then you think about it like, okay, I'm sorry, dad. I'm sorry, mom, I don't call you a lot. But then you actually don't get a moment to think about like, wait, they don't call you. So it's it's weird when you really it's sit and think about street. it. It's a two-way street, yeah. It's a two-way street, right? Two but you street. can't tell them that because your parents are, they've always been this. Like you just said, they're they're in our life as kids, you know, they're, they are the all-knowing. They yeah. are the almighties, right? In yeah. our life, they know everything. They save the day. Yeah. But the moment that you're able to level with them and look at them as people is the moment that those conversations can change a little bit. Now yeah. it's not, oh, I have a son. Sorry, mom. It's, oh, I have a son. Well, mom, you can call me too. Yeah. I'm here, right? Yeah. Like, you didn't ask me how I was doing it. I, I haven't <laughs> seen you since, right? I'm coming over your house. You're not coming over mine. So I don't know, mom. I mean, I feel like you don't you don't love me. Yeah, like, you're just not, being funny. You're but, you know, trying either. Yeah. you're not trying either, right? So yeah. it's like, it, it's weird, bro. Like I said, they gaslight you. They're the first ones to do it. And you yeah. become so conditioned to accept it. Into thinking like this is normal. This is normal. I'm supposed to do this and right. balance it on right. top of my, you know, nine to five or my my relationship and all this stuff is exactly. supposed to mesh, exactly. You know, seamlessly, exactly. But yeah, there's a there's a lot of friction. A lot of friction. Talk there. about it. Yeah. Talk about it, because yeah. because man, it's uh, it's weird because oh, then yeah. you start to think that okay, dang, my family don't even know me right now. Yeah. They don't even know who I am, and that's something that I've struggle with for years oh yeah my family still don't really know who i am yeah right they don't really the only person who really knows me the person 23 year old justin kane mm -hmm. is my older brother maurice he's the yeah. only one because he calls me we talk he like i said he taught me almost everything i know yeah it's my best friend and so he can sit and talk to me i can talk to him i'm talking to you and not be looked at as like I'm like 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 I'm filled with right like arrogance yeah. or like I don't know what I'm talking yeah. about. All shields are down. Everything's unbiased, yeah. fair game. Exactly, bro. Yeah. And he can just listen. Oh, that's parents amazing, don't man. do that. Oh yeah, it's true. Don't do that. That's true. It's it's tough to have those types of conversations with your parents. You know, <clears throat> I kind of wanted to throw in an idea. I literally, as you were saying this, like you know, you you're in this this box on its own, right? Yeah. With your whole family, you, right. you're growing up in that box until you finally get to leave. Yeah. It's as if we're living in sitcoms, bro. You know, yeah. as like, especially as children. Oh yeah, right. Because you know, growing up, I never knew the situation I was in at my high school. Right, my high school is by all means, or by no means, I should say, mm -hmm. the best place to be. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone was poor. Um. It's insanely diverse, which I loved. Mm -hmm. um, but people were struggling quite a bit. Yeah. 
you know, it was in not, not the best area. It's still not in the best area. And, you know, I was interacting with people every day that were dealing with, you know, terrible situations at home yeah. or drug addiction or, or suicidal thoughts or all these crazy things, mm -hmm. you know, all these like, like beyond crazy things that I, that went right over my head. And like, I look back on it, I'm like, wow, this person was really dealing with something back oh, then. Yeah. Or wow, like <clears throat> the signs were literally all right in front of me, mm -hmm. right? But for some reason, I just didn't recognize it, right? I didn't see it. None of it clicked. You know, they're going through all these emotional things and everybody's just like, yeah, that's just, that's just John. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just, that's just Steve or that's Rebecca. She's, she's always like that. She's always super sassy or mm -hmm. he's always short tempered and, and upset or that guy loves, loves joking around. He makes everybody laugh. Mm -hmm. Right. But then you look at it and you see how they act when they're not, you know, you'd be that eyeball in the corner. Right. And then you, you, you start to see like, oh yeah, I remember when he wasn't like a class clown, he got like, he opened up just a little bit and then immediately you can kind of see him like shut himself back in go to joking mm -hmm. around again it's like okay oh, yeah. well like i wonder why he was like that but now it's way too late for me to even go back and ask those people oh yeah. you know like i have no contact with them i don't know anything about them anymore i almost it's almost terrible to say but i've almost forgotten a lot of people from my high school existed you know just because i've been on my own own path there but yeah yeah man no that's uh that's super, super interesting that you, that you're saying that you were genuinely like narrating my life from a different view yeah, for, for quite some time there. Um, yeah, I've, I, to, to answer the same question is I have been approached a handful of times mm -hmm. directly, right. Mm -hmm. By one of my parents saying, Hey, like, we don't know what's wrong or all of these things are wrong. <laughs> and it's terrible that I have to ask you to do this, but I need you to do this. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. and then you got to really sit there and, and think about what's going on. Cause in my situation, I had been going through a breakup. Uh, my oldest brother was going through a very hard time. I can't really describe what he was doing, but he was going through a very, very hard time. And it was uh, a situation where he was close to like ruining his career. Mm -hmm. And uh, my parents had been, in a really bad argument, a really, really bad fight to where it was, it was, they weren't even hiding like the fighting from like us, me and my brothers. It was, it was just like blatant screaming at each other. And my aunt had passed away and it's my, my, my father's older sister. Mm -hmm. And there was just a lot of things. So yeah, break up brothers on a tangent, parents are fighting Aunt passed away a lot of emotions. Oh, and our, our plumbing was out for like two weeks or something. And I just had to deal with like not being able to shower and, and doing all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of my parents comes to me and they go, Hey, like, we need you, not, I need you. Mm -hmm. We need you. Yeah. And this is, you got to do this. This yeah. is yours to take care of. And then I had to really sit back and think like, Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to put this breakup on the back burner mm -hmm. and then I have to go and talk to my brother and, and, you know, not talk him off a ledge, but like calm him down. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. Gotta and, show up. You know, yeah. And, and, and really be that, that guy for him to like, you know, speak the logic into his ear while that rage is just like blocking everything out. Yeah. And then 
you know, I have to sit my parents down and I've had to do this a handful of times now as not their son, but as another person to say, Hey, you know, you need to work on X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys have done this for such a long time. Like you have to understand like how important you are to each other rather than how minuscule this argument is, you know, because it's rooted from things that happened in the past. Sure. But like you guys grew past that. So there's no reason why to, Mm -hmm. why you should let yourselves like let those things come back up and interfere again. Yeah. Right. And there was a lot of explaining communication and, mm-hmm. and things like that where, you know, I, they, I was doing things I didn't even know I could do. Mm-hmm. And in that sense where I was like just going and fixing those things, yeah, right? Like yeah. I never knew mm-hmm. I could do that. Right. Until, you know, they're, they're coming up to me and they're saying that we need you to. Put in that position. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really tough to kind of be that person. But, you know, that's, that's just the type of people we are not just being the youngest people, like the youngest siblings or whatever. It's just like, we are put under this pressure and we have to perform. Mm-hmm. Right. Like to an extent, their idea of our potential was correct mm-hmm. because they said, Hey, you can do all this stuff. You're capable. Yeah. You just don't know it. Yeah. And then finally, you know, they would, the test comes and and here it is we have to either pass or there's not really an option to fail <laughs> you yeah, know like because when you do fail it's it's catastrophic especially mm-hmm. with things like that mm-hmm. yeah so it's very interesting it was, it was a very interesting uh tangent you went on there <laughs> bro because i'm so passionate about mm-hmm. it it's uh it's something that i deal with presently man and i never really speak on it i only speak about it with my girlfriend yeah um and you know i call my brother yeah, you know, every now and again to vent to him about it because he experienced experiences the same things. Oh, he was he's experienced it. I would like to I would think uh, I would like to think that um, my life is kind of like a mirror of his growing up, man. Like every phase of life mm-hmm. he went through from fifteen to twenty three. Yeah, I've literally mirrored that, and yeah. I think part of it was rooted <laughs> in me just wanting to be just like him. Yeah, right <laughs> to the point where. You know, everybody I know calls me Kane, right? Like that's my my last that's my last name. Yeah. So I go by Kane, right? Um, and he was Kane before I was Kane. So it's like people I go out, I'll go out to like let's say like a bar or I'm downtown, wherever I'm at, I could come across somebody that knows my brother. Yeah. And I, you know, I kind of look like him. Yo, is your is your brother Kane? Mm. Maurice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Big Kane. I'm like, yeah, that's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's like the OG. Yeah. Like Kane. So. That's why I even adopted that like mantra, not mantra, that 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 like, nickname. Yeah. Just call me Kane. Yeah. Because even like even for instance, like on Twitter, like when I had a Twitter, um, my first Twitter name was uh Kane Cobain, right? <laughs> and before before the reason why I even made that my Twitter name is because when he was on Twitter, yeah. his name was Cobain Kane. Oh my god! Yeah, so yeah, man, he influ- like I said, he he inspires man. He influenced me a lot. So yeah. I, I, he definitely understood and understands a lot of what I feel, and I'm only feeling it on such a deep level now because I'm starting to actually sit with it more. Yeah, I'm starting to actually just observe and yeah. really, really pay attention to. I get a call from my sister. Why aren't you here? Where you at? I didn't know this was happening. The family's here. Why aren't you here? I didn't know the family was going to be there. Like I didn't even know anything was happening. Yeah, no one said anything. You should come around more. Well, <laughs> and then instead of me processing it as I should come around more, you're right. It's like, what am I even gaining? 
Yeah. People, those people don't call me. They don't text me. They yeah. reach out to me. They don't ask about me. Right? right. But they want me to show my face. For what? Right? Like, that's kind of how I process certain things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, I'm I'm very passionate about it because it's, it's a thing. And I mean, I know a lot of people feel that way yeah. about their families. Yeah. It's... It's it's horrible to feel like you're not understood by the people that you feel should understand you the most. Right. Right. It's like one of those things where your first fans or your first rejects are your family. Right? Yeah. Your family are they're either gonna hop on the wagon, yeah, or they're gonna get off on the oh, on the man. next stop. Right? Yeah. Yeah. If you if you like for me, like, you know, I was I was gonna go to college and play ball, right? I got hurt my senior year, concussion. I lost passion for, for the game after yeah. that, right? I was yeah. really good, but I didn't want it as much as my family wanted it I feel for that. me. Yeah. And or my coaches. So when I noticed, like, dang, like these people want it more than I do. Yeah. Like I want it, but like, yo, like cool. this is me. Right. Yeah. Like, but yo, I don't, I'm not like on that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not yeah. obsessing over it. Yeah. Because I know that I can do so much more. Yeah. I know that I have so much more in me other than yeah. football. Football yeah. didn't demand anything other than physical ability, God-given yeah. talent. Yeah. But outside of that, you know, I could do so much more. Man, I wanted to go into film. I mm-hmm. wanted to be a photographer. I wanted to make videos. I wanted to do a podcast. Like, I wanted to do these things, and I knew I can express myself better that way, right? Because you talk to somebody, and it's annoying that this is the cliche, right? But you talk to somebody, like, for instance, if I spoke to somebody back in high school, yeah, man, this is my opinion about this. Bro, I would have never thought that you even thought that way, man. You play mm. football. Yeah. They'll limit you to what you're doing. <laughs> so it's like, man, I'm in this box. How can I get out? Yeah. It's okay. I can make I, I'm gonna make you see me outside of this box. And so I quit. Mm. I gave up. You know, I couldn't play mm. the rest of my senior season, but I could have played in college. Mm. But I, I decided not to. That's true. Yeah, yeah man. And I, I don't even want to say I gave up. I just left it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it wasn't something that I truly wanted to do. Something you realized. Yeah. Something that I realized. Yeah. yeah. And so the whole power dynamic of the family wanting and needing you and mm-hmm. putting you in these positions that, man, are not fair. It's not fair to call your youngest mm. and ask them to come fix this issue. That they have nothing to do with. Mm. They're not even obligated to. I'm not obligated to come and and fix this between you and my dad. I said it to happen, just a general yeah. example. But yeah. I'm not obligated to come at four o'clock in the morning and come do it. And if I decide I can or I, I not to, because I have my own obligations, that's not wrong with me. So don't gaslight me into thinking that I'm wrong because yeah. I wasn't available when you decided to call me when you never called me. Right, yeah. You never called me. <laughs> Imagine not calling your brother or sister for five years and then calling them one time because you need money. Out of five years, I haven't heard from you, but you need money on this however many days random, goes by in five yeah. or six years. It was random Thursday afternoon. And you expect me to just give it to you yeah. because what, you called me and you depend on me? I'm sorry, but if I can get it how I can get it, then you can too. You know, yeah, it's, it's just it's, it's like that. Yeah. It's like if 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 I'm the youngest and I've made a way, I haven't asked for anything, nothing, mm. no money, no help, no nothing. I, I didn't ask for anything. Not that it's wrong to do that, yeah. but if you can make a way, I'm always I'm very, I'm very like make a way oriented. Like I will try to make a way before I ask for help. Mm. And if I can make a way, I'm gonna just make a way. Yeah. If I desperately need something, sure, I might ask. And that's part of it is pride. I'm I'm learning to get over that. But mm. bro, I'll, I'll I will be quick to try to figure out before I ask for a handout. I feel you. You know, and no, I feel that for you sure. Know what I'm saying so. Yeah. No. So 
a lot of things to ask actually after that. So, and this is just like a small observation because this is something that I held like really close to me. I was told this a lot when I was uh, wrestling in high school mm -hmm. uh, and just through friends and family and, and just people in general. But yep. the first time I was ever told this was a wrestling coach, really old fashioned dude. It's like five, three, but he always beat the dog shit out of people. Right. Cause he was just so, so talented. Right. Yep. So he told me I was having really off, really, really off season my mm -hmm. freshman year. Because mm -hmm. I was so insecure about, like, myself mm -hmm. just in general in terms of, like, my performance and just everything going on in my life. You know, you're, what, 15-year-old, 14-year-old yeah. teenager, and you don't know what the hell's going on. Right. So after – and by the way, my freshman year, I went, like, 3-20 and 20 in wrestling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it was awful, you know, yeah. and I was, like, the prospect that was supposed to come up and just dominate. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. so – I had a lot of expectations and I did not meet them whatsoever. But one day after right. I meet my, uh, my coach pulls me aside and like, I think he's just going to rip into me. Right. But he just goes, Abe, you know what? Like you're just a small guy trapped in a big guy's body. And I go, what do you mean? He was like, the way you wrestle, the way you like the, the way you act, the way you talk, like all of it's just like, you're a gentle giant. Right, but you're really just like this smaller dude that's trapped in this giant body. Mm -hmm. And like I thought about it and like I'd, I'd sit there and, and think about like all like how I acted and what I did and mm -hmm. all these other things. And I was like, yeah, you know, he's kind of right. Cause, mm -hmm. you know, I was like that, that youngest brother that was always like the cutest little kid and super fun to be around. And yeah. Everybody wanted to play with him all the time and just pick him up and, and spoil him. Right. And then I, didn't really understand who I was as that big dude. Mm -hmm. It was always just like, yeah, I'm just like the youngest, the smallest. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm me, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and that, and that was it. And then when he when he said that to me, I was like, wait, like, he's kind of right because even now I struggle with it, right? Like, I look at myself in the mirror and I'm just like, yeah, I'm pretty like pretty decent shaped guy. But yeah. then I look at myself and like, if I see myself in the mirror, like, there's been a couple times, and I'm not even trying to like hype myself up, but like. I was in the gym and I was looking at the mirror all the way across the gym. Yeah. I was like, who the hell is this big dude walking at me right now? And I was yeah. like, oh, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like dope. I'd sit there and think, I'm just like, oh, wait, like I never knew I was that big. Even though I look at myself like mm -hmm. almost completely like like shirtless, just chilling my boxers, looking at myself in the mirror. I'm like, I'm just this guy. Like, uh, you right. know, like I'm, I'm not huge. Right, right. But I always get the thing from like our, our friend groups and all this other like – Everybody's just always feeding it to me, like, dude, you're fucking giant. You know? Oh yeah, bro. And like, yep. I I sat there and I was just like, yeah. So like, I wonder if you related to that too, being that like little guy trapped in the big guy's body, like just being fed like that. Being fit, being like just <clears throat> like they they look at you and it's kind of like speaks to the potential thing where it's just like he's just massive in potential. He's just this yeah. this this un like like this unknown amount yeah. of it, right? And then it's just like you and you're just like. Dude, I'm yeah. just me. I'm you, right, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, yeah, 100%. I think I don't think I've ever seen it from that way yeah. or saw it from that way like the little guys trapped in a big guy's body. I understand it. Yeah. I think I've for sure assumed positions in a lot of circles that I'm in. Um, I'm always like the label that's always put on me is I'm a leader. Mm. So people always just follow suit with me because it I just have that energy around them, I guess, right? Like, yeah. um, 
one of the more insightful things I've heard about how I'm observed because I, for one, don't look at myself like this ever. Like I don't like attribute anything to myself. I'm human. Mm. I fall short. Mm. I'm not perfect. Far from it. So I don't ever walk in a room like, yep, I'm here. I'm that guy. Nah, me. nah. That yeah. was me in high school. That yeah. was, you know what I mean? That was before. But now it's like, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I could crumble just as quick as, 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 as sand. Yeah. Right. And so when, when I'm in a room, very recently, actually, I was at a, I was at work and one of my coworkers, a friend of mine, she goes, when you, when you speak, can you demand a room? Because you move around a lot. You speak with your body, mm. right? And, you know, me, I'm just, I'm, this is after I was going on a tangent about something. And I'm like, do I really? Like, do I really speak with my body like that? And they all started, <laughs> like, mocking me, basically. And I'm just like, wow, that's crazy. And I understood how, you know, how that can, like, you know, how that can, how I can demand a room that way. Yeah. But then they spoke to also just, you know, how I articulate the things that I say. Yeah. Like there's like, can you can tell me to go get groceries and I think you're about to go on a monologue about something so deep. Like just making fun of it, right? But and I actually listen to myself and I'm just like, you know what? Like, yo, if I was somebody else on the other end, I would probably be just keyed in, like yeah. at anything, right? Maybe. Yeah. I can I can get that. You can see it, yeah. I can see it. But yeah. but it was interesting because it allowed me to then kind of look at myself, right? Um, in my best friend group. I'm assumed to be like the leader of the pack. Yeah. Right. We all we all help each other. We all sharpen each other. Yeah. But we all have our own roles. I'm the voice. Right. I I I, I speak life into my friends. Mm. Okay. Um. My best friend Reese. He's he's the he's the silent leader. Right. He has a presence about himself that man. It's uncanny. It's like he to me demands the room. Like yeah. he moves like a snake. It's like it's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like he's very wise, but he's a silent leader. He understands everything. Like he just gets it, right? He gets it. When you see him, you you just you understand. Coop, he just does things. You know, he motivates you to just get up and go get it because mm. he's very very work oriented. He he's a go getter. Yeah. Right. Me, I'm I'm very. I don't want to say philosophical because I'm not philosophical. I'm more. I like I said, I'm a man of faith, so I'm always trying to steer my friends in the right direction. Mm -hmm. But I'm also trying to lead them by example. And I can't do that if I, I'm not, you know, living the life that I'm trying to, right? Yep. So for me, I think that, yeah, I've, and 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 that's just a very small dull version, but I think I for sure, and everyone my man, man, I'm always giving some type of label, whether it be leader, whether it be um, like the captain, like just something around that, mm. right? That's the, that's the more, uh, constant thing that I'm hearing. Yeah. But I just think it all comes from not me, man. I'm not I'm only enabled, right? Mm -hmm. I'm only a I'm only a vessel. Yeah. Right. I think again, the biggest part of why it is that people can see what they see in me that I can't always see to myself is because I'm not the one that is that's responsible. Mm. Right? It's God. And yeah. so I don't see it right away. I don't see it right away. I don't and again I don't I don't boast about it because it's not something that I'm like trying to be. Yeah. I'm just being myself. You just do it. I'm just doing myself. Like I'm just myself. Yeah. If you if you say something and I'm like, oh my gosh, I know. Yeah. Boom. I'm naturally just gonna give you what I think is adequate enough for the situation, mm. right? To help you. I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna sit down with you. I'm gonna figure this out. Yeah. If I see you by yourself, I'm gonna come talk to you. I'm gonna come figure it out. Yeah. Right. If you feel insecure, man, I feel insecure. 
I can come off as the most confident guy. And that's the one thing. I think this kind of speaks to the whole, the well, what is it? The You said the- Oh, uh, uh, little guy trapped Little guy trapped in it. Yeah. yeah, I think this actually speaks to already way more. A lot of people comment on how confident I come off, right? And it forced me to really look at myself. I'm like, am I really confident though? Like, am I really confident? Like, do I really have confidence in what I'm doing, what I'm saying, how I look, mm. right? Bro, I go home. Dude, I'm like the most, the most insecure in so many areas. Yeah. I second guess. Yeah. I put on five shirts before I can leave out with the sixth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I brush my hair. I put my do-rag on, yeah. right? I get it all oiled, you know what I'm saying? Sign it up, whatever. Like, I change my shoes, I change my <laughs> socks. Like, bro, I'm in the I'm in the gym. Yeah. Right? I'm flexing. Ah, I don't look good. Right? I'm very insecure because I'm human. Yeah. But I don't flaw my insecurities because I know that my insecurities don't make me. That's the difference. That's and amazing. so ultimately, when I am put in that position where, yeah, I'm, I'm like a little guy trapped in a big guy's body, I make it very clear. Because people sometimes go overboard. Dude, you're like, man, you're like everything. No, nah, I'm not, bro. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. I feel I'm that, sick. Ah, yeah. oh, the almighty cane is sick. Don't call me that. Yeah. Like, ah, don't do that. <laughs> like, it makes me literally want to throw up because I'm yeah. like, don't look at me like I'm like up here because I'm not. I yeah. promise you. Yeah. I promise you I don't piss yeah. gold, right? Mm. My piss is very regular, okay? So yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know what I mean? I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't attribute, I don't, um, what's the word? Not attribute. I don't subscribe to what's placed on me a yeah. lot of the time. Yeah. Um, it's it's a learning curve with being able to see it from a very humble perspective because there is a good side of accepting and receiving that. Like you gotta stop and smell the flowers, dude. Yeah, exactly. You gotta, you gotta exactly. understand what, what you're uh what you are gifted in. You know, that's right. that's why we're doing what we're doing right now. Yes, sir. You know, it's like I <clears throat> it might seem super arrogant of me to say, like, yeah, I started this podcast because I know I can help people. Yeah, no. You no. know, but going through everything I've been through, getting all the messages I've received from my friends, my family, and the people that I talk to on a daily basis, right? Yeah. They, they give you so much information about yourself and, like, that imposter syndrome always kicks in where it's just like, no, 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 I'm just, I'm just me. Yeah. It's just, I'm just another guy. Yeah. I'm just me. Mm -hmm. You know, but... At the same time, you really gotta lean into it and embrace the 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 feedback that they give you. Mm -hmm. And you gotta really analyze it from an unbiased opinion. Yeah. Cause once you look in on who you are, right, from that third person, like eyeball in the corner of the room perspective, mm -hmm. you can see that like like me right now, I can say that I'm a like I'm the best version of myself that I've ever been. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And the reason why is because I know that I can take care of my family if I need to mm -hmm. because I've done it very recently. I've, mm -hmm. I've been in the situation and I've handled it nonchalantly almost. Yeah. You know, I've, I've done all those things that I really, really wanted to do or I wanted to set myself up for. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking into it and I'm continuing to grow that way. Yeah. I'm continuing to be that person. Yeah. Right? Catching that, that traction in the, in, the, in the ground of like growing in that direction mm -hmm. was insanely difficult but right when it happened, it happened like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I was going through quite a bit, and there's this motivational speaker that I swear by. Mm -hmm. His name is Inky Johnson. Oh, yeah. I like Inky. And this man, when I was going through hell on earth, basically voiced my morals and my ethics and the man that I wanted to be, put words to that. Mm -hmm. 
And when he did that, I realized, I was like, yes, that's it. This is what I got to do. Mm-hmm. Why aren't I doing it now? Why didn't I realize that? Yeah. And then, you know, I, I just said, you know what? Screw it. Just start. Just do it now. Because now, like, it, he, he, the way he said it just made everything so clear. Mm-hmm. Right? And then I just, I just said, you know what? We're doing it. Yeah. We're doing this. You oh, know? Yeah. And, and this is just growing. Being, being that person. And then that's when I started to really connect with myself spiritually. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that's not even through faith or anything. Like I'm, I was born and raised in, uh, in Greek Orthodoxy, Christianity, but mm-hmm. I don't necessarily claim it all mm-hmm. the time. You know, I, I do have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I, I believe it's very personal. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. You know, Absolutely, it's, it's, yeah. it's something that I should, I should know for myself and I shouldn't really have to explain it to people, but mm-hmm. I do, you know, I do just, just to kind of give them my mindset on everything. For sure. But uh yeah, no, I dude, I I feel that. I I feel Bro. I feel a lot of a lot of what you're saying. Yeah. And fuck, what was I gonna say? I think I had something. Oh. Um I think we talked about this a little bit, but this is a question that I'm gonna ask you and I'm probably gonna ask a bunch of people for sure on the show. I believe I've already asked you it once, but if you were given the opportunity to meet yourself as a child, mm. do you think he would be comfortable, mm-hmm. excited, and like just ready to go and ready to come hang out with you? Or how do you how do you think he would he would react to meeting you right now? You did ask me this, and now I, um, I, it, but the question is still um, <laughs> it still hits me though because I never heard it. Like I never heard that question before. That's yeah. a super deep question. I think me as a kid, I think would love me now. Um, I've always had this idea or this uh, what's the word? This I guess assumption of who I would become, mm. um, things I would be doing from a kid. Man, I was a dreamer. Still, I'm a dreamer, right? Uh, I think. I always think about would younger me be like satisfied? Like would I be like, yeah, man, you did it. Or Mm -hmm. that's exactly what I, you know, that's what, that's what it's supposed to be. Or would I be like, yeah, come on, man, you got this. You can pick it up, pick it up a little bit, bro. Come on. Um, I for sure think I would want to hang out with my, my older self with me now for sure. Because like I said, you know, I've always, well, I would like to think that I've been very intentional with just how it is that I perceive and want things. Um, so me now, I'm very clear on I'm very clear on the things I get involved with, you know, the way the way that I want to be, right? Like I just I'm very clear with just the way that I live my life. And so I would just, man, I don't know, man. I would have a blast with myself. I feel like, yeah. I don't think that I've everything I've done up to this point. I don't regret. I don't have any regrets. Yeah, um, my life has gone through a lot of phases. I mean, and it will continue to do that. That's how that's how you grow. Yeah, but if I could write a book up until this point, man, it'd be crazy. It'd be nuts, super nuts. Yeah. Um, and my and my my kid, my five year old self will read it too yeah. for sure. Yeah. So yeah, for sure, I think that I would definitely be. I would wanna you know hang out with myself or whatever. Yeah, no, I, f- I feel that, and I and I've told you the answer to this question in my in my situation. Yeah. Is I think mm-hmm. the younger version of myself would be 
bouncing off the walls to mm-hmm. me right now. Like yeah. he would, he would straight up be like, I get to become that. Like he mm-hmm. is who I am mm-hmm. in 20 years. Oh yeah. Like it's like, it's, it's insane because like I started to look at it and almost unintentionally, but slightly intentionally, I can say I've started to become my own hero. Mm-hmm. You know, younger version of me, was this kid that looked up to all these superheroes that he saw in anime and, and on, on TV and, and just doing all, all this crazy shit. And like, yeah. you know, and I look at myself now and like, I get the compliments all the time of like, dude, you're insanely strong. You look like you're in great shape and all this other stuff. And, and then that younger version of myself, I go back to him and I think like he wanted to help people. Mm-hmm. And then here I am kicking off a project of mm-hmm. me wanting to help people. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there was that that unhinged passion of just wanting to find a way to help people. Right. And the the direction was was lost, I guess, or or not found because you can't really lose it if you don't have it. Right. But the direction was not found until I had that realization that I was good at conversation. Yep. Right. And now that's my weapon. That's my sword and shield. Mm -hmm. Right. To to kind of move forward and and fight the fight that I want to fight. Mm -hmm. Right. So. I start to look back on it. I'm like, yeah, he wanted to, you know, take care of his family and he can, you know, he's done it. He wanted to, you know, be super strong and, and not idealized, but he wanted to be looked up to. And he is, Mm -hmm. he wanted to, you know, make a good amount of money at a very young age. And I am, Mm -hmm. you know, he wanted to have a respectable career, which I do. Uh, Like, and then I start going down that list. I'm just like, I'm starting to do it right. This is, this is that, that kind of green flag or that, that checkpoint where it's like, dude, you're going in the right direction. Your growth is good. Keep doing what you're doing. Right. You know? So I think back on it, I'm like, yeah, I think, and that's, that's why I think that little version of me would just be like damn near tears at the opportunity to hang out with me. Oh yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's super important question. I I love to hear people's, uh, people's thoughts on it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but going into, I guess, the end of this, I would want to kind of say, like, what is your goal? Because I know right now my goal with this podcast is to kind of build that community, like we were saying earlier, to just kind of help out and and show people that, like, everything you see online isn't really what what's, what's going on in mm-hmm. life. Like, you're not supposed to be a millionaire at 20 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not supposed to have all this fame and fortune and and all these like beautiful cars and and this amazing highlight reel of a life every day. Mm. You know, that's that's not what life really is. Like it's it's okay to live in in a state that's not New York or California or Vegas or, or mm. you know anything like that. Like you you can become very happy and fulfilled with whatever it is that you choose as long as you just choose something that you know you like. Right. Right. That's kind of the light that I want to shed on people. And then I also want to just say like it's okay to be that, you know, maybe that, you know, like you and I, that big guy that has all this potential, right? And then come up short often. Mm-hmm. It's just you have to have the mindset to really grow from there and become the person that doesn't really come up short anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my goal. And I know it's it, it's very broad, but – excuse me, but – um you know, there's a lot more to it. I just can't really think of, of yeah, the, the idea like, at the moment yeah, right yeah. now, but I would love to hear what, 
<clears throat> what you got for yours and, and what you have planned coming up for, for your podcast? Oh, uh, man. Uh, I think, well, the ultimate goal, right, is, yeah, to create a community, right? I want to create a network mm-hmm. of people who, I mean, we, we again, we, we find common ground on our experiences, right? We have so many similar experiences, more than not, and we just don't talk about them. That's why so many people who would probably be like, man, he took the words right out of my mouth, right? Because, yeah, we're all human. Right? Mm-hmm. We all have pride. We all have, we all get angry sometimes. We all get sad. We all get, you know what I mean, like insecure. So we all can level on these general ideologies and these general things that happen to us. But ultimately, I think community, um, I want to create a space that allows different people, different walks of life um, to come together and to, and it, I mean, and it, and it can sound cliche, right? But no, seriously, that can come together and find that common ground, learn, yeah. right? Ask questions, right? Have that conversation. Yeah. Um, I always, my, my three, my three C's for my podcast is community, creativity, and communication. Collaboration, for So we're collaborating through that conversation ultimately, right? Yeah. And I think it is pivotal, again, given who might be in front of that camera, right? It's just creating creating a, a pathway, if mm-hmm. you will. Yeah. Something that's tangible for other people. Uh, but I want to bring that to people. I want to bring God to people. Uh, my faith is the most important part of my life. It's who I am. Right, I share that with everybody, and everybody who knows me knows that. And so I think that if I can be a vessel, right, if I can 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 exemplify the fruits, uh, if I can shed that light, I can bring God to people. I can show people uh, faith, um, God, Jesus, in a way that people aren't used to digesting, mm-hmm. right? That you know might not have even gotten. In a way, or even people who have opposing belief systems, right? Bring them on. Let's yeah. talk, right? Yeah. I have friends from all over the place. Yeah, I so, do too, yeah. so it's a beautiful communication. It's a beautiful landscape to do to do that to do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's why I call it a full circle. Yeah, because it's a full circle. Literally, yeah. it's this makes sense, mm-hmm. right? I would consider this like a full circle because two months ago, I wouldn't have guessed. Three months ago, I wouldn't have guessed that I'd be sitting here having this conversation with you and let alone right. meeting you right. right after the first episode. I wouldn't have thought mm-hmm. that me and you would cross paths. I didn't even know who you were before then. So right. the fact that we come together, we have you know, these conversations, we hit it off, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I consider you a friend of mine. Yeah, same. Um, and we're here now. Yeah. That's full circle. It is. It's full it circle. It really is. And that's a thing. It's like, I had a whole plan for the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. I met a bunch of other people, and I my whole thing first episode is gonna be like me and the boys, mm-hmm. right? Where yeah. like it was it was gonna be that, mm-hmm. and then right after I met you, and right after you said like yeah, I'll even come on your podcast, yeah. I was like, yeah, he's the one, yeah, he's yeah. he's he's kicking this podcast off, podcast off for me, yeah, that's dope. But yeah, no, there's a thing that you said with like your your faith and everything that reminded me a lot of what Inky Johnson has said. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I try to kind of incorporate in my life as well is that a lot of the times some people don't have um, faith in themselves and not in terms of like a relationship with God, but they just don't believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. And they don't they don't understand that, yes, you do have this kind of like unlimited amount of potential because everybody does. Right. Right. They they don't believe it, but you, you and I 
kind of want to be that person that says, here, borrow my faith. Mm -hmm. Take it. Mm -hmm. Do do whatever you need to do with my faith mm -hmm. until you can find your own, make your own, and you don't have to give me mine back because yeah. I know I have unlimited amounts of it. Mm -hmm. So you can take mine and make it your own and then just go. As long as you understand what the deal is, as long as you understand that, you know, what you're doing is morally and ethically and spiritually aligned with like who you are and what you want to be in the world, then that's all that really matters. It's mm -hmm. all that you need. Right. Mm -hmm. So being able to be that person is like, it's it like, it gets me up in the morning. Yeah. You know, and it's not like I go and seek somebody to, to give my faith to. Right. It's right, just, right. I get up and when the opportunity comes, you know, I want to create like that. You know, I want to, I want to help like that. It's never just, even with like the friends hobbies, it's like, I want to be able to give that constructive criticism that you need. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, that's, that's super powerful. And I just know that like, that's something that's been a part of my life. So I, that resonated with me. For sure, bro. Yeah. But you know, we're a little over time here. That's good, man. <laughs> yeah. This it's really good. good. It was this a great good. conversation. It was amazing. Um, you know, you can kind of give yourself a shout out. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear what, what, you got going on full circle outside of full circle. Just tell me what you're thinking, what you're doing. Cool. Uh, well, full circle, right? You know, full circle podcast. Yeah. It's again a podcast for the community. Um, it's a podcast for creatives, for anybody from any walk of life, right? We're creating a a texture. We're creating another world inside of the podcast space. Ultimately, um, it's for anybody. Right. If you're if you're in an audience, if you are on the show, you have the opportunity to do that, to be in the show, then it's just a space for you to express right, what it is that you are going through, how you're navigating through this situation, how you're navigating through your medium of art or your choice of career, yeah. whatever. Right. It's a conversation. It's not an interview. So yeah. um, it's an amazing podcast, I think, but more or less. It's not my podcast. It's our podcast. Uh, I say ours because we're a community. Yeah. Right. Um, I wouldn't have been able to do it without the people behind it. You know, that helped me with my ideas, the lighting, um, the camera work, right? Um, the just the conversation to keep me going. So it's a it's very much so a community effort. And so I say it's our podcast. It's available on YouTube at mm -hmm. Full Circle without an E and without a e, without a I. So it's F U L L C R C L podcast okay. um and you can get it on spotify apple or apple podcast any podcast platform um but right now the first two episodes are out with uh Deion antoine and daniel hex check those out we talk about vulnerability we talk about um social media the yeah. toxicity of that and yeah. you know the mask that we wear and being afraid of being vulnerable and things yeah. of that nature um in the next upcoming episode it's going to be a special one it's going to be a more intimate one yeah um i won't really get too deep into that actually but i think that it will be an episode to definitely sit back and process yeah so be on the lookout for episode three um coming soon and uh yeah that's full circle podcast appreciate you for letting me yeah, plug man, it man you, um yeah. i'm on your podcast right now this yeah. is dope this is dope um i, love I, it. Yeah. I do want to say though man uh, i think that what you're doing um and you know what this podcast means to you i know i know you've talked about it a lot and um, you've gotten so deep into it. And like I said before, uh, I wanna just offer you some advice. Don't complicate the simple things. I think that what you're doing is dope. I think that what you're doing is meant to happen and you're definitely built for it. 
um, I knew from the first conversation we had that you were meant to have a podcast. You were yeah. meant to have a platform like this. Yeah. And so I know that you'll use it to the best of your ability. Mm -hmm. And I know that you have a heart to do that. So man, I just want you to keep going, man. I'm 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 happy that I'm your first guest. That's super cool. I'm on a, this is actually my first time being <laughs> on somebody else's podcast. So this is actually pretty dope to me. Yeah, first experience. Um, but yeah, man, thank you for sure. Thank this is you, pretty, man. This has been that dope. that means the world, dope. man. That just especially for this, you know, especially since we've only met each other now three times, right? Yeah, like, man. Hearing that feedback from somebody like we we do connect, right? Mm -hmm. You are a good friend of mine now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, and you've been one of probably the quickest growing friends of mine since we met. So that's, that's amazing. Dang. And I really, really appreciate that. Yeah, oh, yeah. But everybody, please go check out his podcast. It's amazing. I listen to it on my long drives for work. Uh, it's powerful. It's really powerful. I find myself trying to chime into their conversations, even though I know I can't. So yeah, you can, man. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah. Don't listen to this guy. He can do it. He can be in the conversation. All right. Yeah. But thank you, everybody. That's a wrap on episode one. Yeah.